0: Hey, to all the real estate professionals out there, I want to let you know The Buyer's Mind is sponsored by HomeBridge Financial. HomeBridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, and they bring sales ideas and strategies and market intelligence and programs that will help sell homes. To learn more about that, go to builder.homebridge.com. HomeBridge Financial, home financing made easy. You're working with the customer. It's going great! And then they go silent. They ghost you. What do you do now? Let's get into it on today's episode of The Buyer's Mind. Welcome to The Buyer's Mind, where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision-making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation. Now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Welcome everyone once again to another episode of The Buyer's Mind. I am your host, Jeff Shore, on this abbreviated version of The Buyer's Mind as we talk a little bit as we've been talking about sales follow-up. And today I want to talk about what happens when a buyer Goes silent on you. Now, on the buyer's mind, we are always trying to figure out how does a customer think? How does a customer make decisions? And one of the things that we want to ask ourselves is what happens when a customer just goes silent, when a customer gets quiet? And I'm going to suggest right from the very beginning that a big problem that many salespeople have is that they immediately take it personally and immediately assume that that customer just doesn't like them very much anymore. Now, I would address that in two different ways. One is that might be just a tad bit selfish because you're looking at it only from what's going on in your life, not looking at it from what's going on in the life of the customer, from what's happening in their world. But I would also suggest to you, that if they do ghost you because they just don't like you anymore, then your issue had nothing to do with the sale. It had everything to do with the way that you were building that relationship. That is, that we don't tend to just go silent and ghost people that we like without any conversation at all, especially if you are providing valuable service in your follow-up. Now, just a reset here, we had talked earlier in this series about starting with that follow-up mentality that says, I want to serve first, right? How do I bring valuable information, valuable data, valuable connections? How do I make my customer's life better by bringing them very, very valuable pieces of information and help that will uh, assist them in making the decision? So if I'm serving, if I'm uh, presenting that to my customer, and then we talked about the idea of the very short times between communication in order to keep that relationship alive. If I've done both of those things together, If I'm serving my customer with valuable information, and if I'm doing it on a frequent enough basis so the relationship is still there, then what's going to happen? I'm going to dramatically decrease the chances that the customer is going to ghost me. Because if I'm providing them with valuable information, even if they're not going to buy they're more likely to tell me. They're more likely to report back, hey, just want to let you know this is what's going on, even if they're not going to buy. And let's face it, that would be valuable information because it, we're not going to spend your time. Let's go send, spend our time with prospects who are more likely to, to purchase. But I'm going to suggest you that for many of your customers, it just might not be about you. The fact of the matter is, for many of our customers, when we are looking at their lives and what happens, you know what? Life gets busy. It just does. Life gets busy. Life gets hectic. Life gets chaotic. Things happen. Even in the middle of a purchase decision. So I remember I was uh, thinking about buying a bike, and a new bike, and I'd, I'd done some research. I'd gone into a bike shop, and I'd talked to the guy for a little while, and I was getting close. I wanted to do a little bit more research to make sure I was getting the specifications exactly the way I want them. Just a little side note, he did not ask me to buy. He did not sell me on any urgency to buy. Uh, I actually put the bike on hold, okay? And uh, I, and I he said, I can hold it here for 24 hours. I said, great, that'd be awesome. And then I left. He had my information. He never called me again. Okay. Later that day, that same day, I was running up the steps to my back porch in the backyard and I stumbled on the top step and I landed hard on my left leg and I blew out my calf muscle. I ruptured my calf muscle. It was a grade three tear of my calf muscle. And the next thing you know, uh, I'm off it for quite a while and then I'm in a walking boot and then I went through three months of rehab. It was nasty. Couldn't play hockey for the longest time. Certainly could not ride a bike. So I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, you know what? There's nothing personal. It it, didn't, it wasn't a reflection of the salesperson. It's just that suddenly I was not in the market to buy a bike. Now, the salesperson didn't know that because there was no follow-up that got made at all. But I ghosted the guy, and I have no question whatsoever that he was probably sitting back there going, wow, we had this bike on hold. I thought he went out of sale. Now, look, he should have called me. He should have called me. But this is just an example of somebody who did ghost. I ghosted him. I did. Did that make me a non-bike buyer? Only temporarily. Something was going on in my life that needed to be Remedied. That was the idea. That was the goal. So, by the time I was back in the market to buy a bike, guess what happened? There was another store close by who was having this big sale. And I went in and I looked at it. I said, Well, before I go back to that first store, I'm going to check it out. And I got a great deal and I bought at that store. And the guy, first guy, never got that sale at all. Okay. So, now I'm looking at it with this idea that what would have changed that? You know what would have changed that? A salesperson who looked at it and say, it's not about me. Something's happened. If I can figure that out, then I'll know how to plan my follow-up strategy. When your buyer goes silent, it's oftentimes that they do so because something is going on in their life. It doesn't mean that they're not going to buy. It just means that there's something going on in their life. So I want to make the suggestion here to you as you're thinking through on your own follow-up that there is the opportunity to stay in touch with a customer by continuing to provide valuable service. How do I think of yet more things that would be valuable to my customer? How do I help them to be able to do that? You know, I'm thinking of a, of a realtor. The next time that I sell my home, there's a local realtor who will probably get my business. Now, I've known the guy in the past, but frankly, I know a lot of realtors that I could give it to. But one of the things that he is doing is he is regularly staying in touch with me. He's sending me information, valuable information. He's staying in my life. Now, he doesn't know when I'm going to sell or when I'm going to refer somebody else who might want to buy or sell, but he's staying in my life. And I think about the last person that I bought a home through, the last realtor, and it, I, I, it's just kind of fallen off the planet. So I want to look at it from the perspective of how do I make sure that I'm staying relevant in a customer's life, even though the time may not be right. I just want to challenge you right now to ask yourself the question, how do I feel when someone goes silent? Do I just want to give up on them or do I want to continue to serve? Hey, by the way, before we wrap it up, I've got a new book coming out. It's titled Follow-Up and Close the Sale. And in it, I'm going to share with you what you need to know for a successful follow-up that's going to benefit you throughout your career. If you want to join the interest list for the book, if you want to stay notified on all things related to follow-up and some value extras that we're going to throw your way, just go to jeffshore.com slash sales follow-up and share your email with us. All right, that wraps up another episode of The Buyer's Mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Leave us a review as well. We really appreciate it as The Buyer's Mind podcast continues to grow because we want to make it easy for you to do what you want to do, and that is to change your customer's world. We'll talk to you next time.